Hey guys, welcome back to the Eat Local New York podcast. In this week's episode, Anthony is sitting down and talking with Tommy Lincoln from Stay Fresh Design. You probably know Tommy and the crew at Stay Fresh from their work at Funkin' Waffles, Glazed and Confused, 1911, and Beacon Skiff, among others. They are some of the best designers and creators in the 315. My name is Callie, and I'm the newest member of the Eat Local New York crew. You'll be seeing and hearing more from me in the coming weeks. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on our website at eatlocalnystate.com. Thanks for coming down, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked to be here, man. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, I'm stoked to be drinking beer right now, too. I know. So which one is this? This is their, one of their This is the Jungle range. Bums. This is my, this is like my go, you know, go-to for them. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, man. I just joined their Bottle Society. Explain, tell me about the Bottle Society. It's like 200 bucks a year, and okay. uh, you get 12 of their specialty aged bottles of beer. What the fuck am I doing? Why, yeah. why, why I haven't done that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like once a quarter they give you shit. Nice. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it because I love their barrel aged stuff. Yeah. And I don't know dick about beer. Okay. So, but it tastes good. I don't know a lot about beer. At one point, I brewed some of my own beers. Yeah. People that drank them said that they were pretty good, but it wasn't anything. I wasn't getting anything crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, I love, I love their sours. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. They do a good job. I have a cousin who works at, um, Jester King in Austin. Okay. And when I was down there a couple of years ago, we were down there for a con. Um, she took us there, took us around there and we drank our faces off all day long. And like, I love their beers down there and Barry Acorn is like yeah. right on, on par with them. It's yeah. so good. Um, yeah, they do a good job. Yeah, I'll drink the fuck out of it. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, All right, so you own, are in charge of, mm-hmm. are the person behind uh, Stay Fresh. Yep. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. So and I rarely talk about. I I I rarely talk about it. Right. I'm looking at our <laughs> photographer. I rarely talk about Stay Fresh. Right. I rarely pump us up. So I'm semi nervous about this. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I've I've ran into you at. Uh, so one of the brew fests, I think. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was like uh, I have a lot of fangirl moments, and one of them was was there. And I walked up, I was like, "Hey, I'm a big fan," and oh. I just like kept walking. Oh, all right, <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. As like as someone who does marketing, I'm a huge fan of your work, especially with like um, Beacon Skiff in 1911, right? And uh, Glaze Confused, obviously. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a bunch of others that I just you know haven't recognized. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is a bunch of others. Yeah. Which is fun. All right. Yeah. How did you, why did you, when did you get into graphic design? When did you think about starting the business Mm. of it? Um, Well, when I I got into graphic design, when I was like in high school and my guidance counselor was like, what do you want to do with your life? And it was either (laughs) I was going to go into science, like virology type stuff or art. I thought art was going to be a little bit easier. (laughs) So I was like, I'll go to art school. Um, so then I got into I went to a graphic design program at Casanova College, and that was fun. That was super, you know it was super cool. I learned a bunch of different skills and um, the you know the Adobe programs and all that, and it was super yeah. cool. You know I got doing flyers, and um, and then after college, there wasn't too many jobs in Syracuse for graphic design yeah. that were cool that, that were like quote unquote cool. You know. Um, it was like stuff I could work at the Post Standard and like lay out <laughs> obituaries or something like that. I did that for an internship did and it really? was terrible. Yeah, I was just reading people's obituaries for an entire summer. Oh, it was morbid. 
Um, but I got to, you know, I put little like frilly things on the corners and made sure they looked nice for the families and stuff. So that was an entire summer. And, you know, I didn't want to, go, you know, do any of that type of stuff. So I ended up going to grad school. I worked at Gateway Computers on the boulevard mm. for a little bit. And then some professor from SU came in and we got to chatting and he was like, oh, you, you went to graphic design school, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you should look at this program at Newhouse for, for grad school. And I looked into it and then I ended up going to grad school for a year. And that was all like web design at the time. Social media was kind of like new media, um, like Friendster was out <laughs> and MySpace and um, Facebook had just came out. It was 2005. Mm. So that was, you know, I mean, going like I had gone to traditional design school. I learned a little bit of stuff there. And I went to grad school. I learned how to create websites and how to properly put them together, you know, architecture of them and information, information architecture. And we went over to London and, uh, you know, checked out the BBC and what they were doing with social media at the time, which was awesome because they were really involving the public and pulling them in. So we were learning some cool stuff and we were in London for a while. So, I mean, that was great. That's you know, awesome. um, you could drink anywhere and uh, the food was amazing and the overall experience was great. Um, so yeah, so then after, after grad school, I moved in with a, a buddy of mine and I was working at the sound garden. SU had asked me to stay on and teach a couple courses in like fl- at the time flash, which was really big. Yeah. Um, and a couple other graphic design courses, intro to stuff. So I stick around and was teaching up at new house, working at sound garden and bar backing down at the Limerick pub in, in Armour square. Um, so that was, you know, a super fun time. But in that, I started meeting different people. And um, there was a place called Ohm Lounge where I was like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just do all your flyers. You hook me up with some tickets to your shows, and I'm going to just do nasty flyers. <laughs> so I got into doing really cool flyers and um, getting kind of my, my name out there. And I started doing, just getting, like, just getting my name out. And um, right around the time I was thinking about heading out of town, I got, I got sick. Hmm. And I was in the hospital for a short while. Hmm. And then right after I got out, uh, somebody had, uh, I had, I had offered up to freelance at this one little shop in town and then I got sick. So that never panned out, but there was some, there was a guy there, this guy named Rich Randazzo. He works over at Mower. He was at this shop for like, I don't know. I think he was only there for like a month. He left this shop, this one shop called Mark Russell Associates went over to this other shop called Mindshare. This is, now, this is where you know, the ad game of Syracuse. <laughs> so he left this shop called Mark Russell Associates and went to this shop called Mindshare. Too chaotic for him, he bounced back to Mark Russell Associates. So in that time that he was at Mindshare, he saw me, met me, saw my portfolio, passed it on to these dudes at Mark Russell Associates, and then these guys at Mark Russell Associates were like, hey, are you still in town? Do you, you know, can you come in for an interview, you know, you know, we need some freelance help. Yeah. So I went there to help them build their company website as a freelance gig. And then it turned into a full-time gig, hmm. which was awesome. And that was like my first design gig. And that was a fun shop. It was a creative shop. There was, you know, there was like a little like putt-putt around the office. There was a cool spiral staircase that went down to the second floor. You know, it was, it was quintessential. You see on TV, like a wacky, yeah. cool creative shop. Like that was it. That's it was cool. Dream job. Super cool. And that was in Syracuse. That was in Syracuse. It was on the top of the, what's now, I don't know what building, what's the, I don't know what building that is. It was the HSBC building. Oh, uh, the Chase building now? Nope. It's on Warren Street. Mm. What is that building? It lights up purple every night. Uh, 
It's not the Hiscock building, yeah, is it? It was, yeah. But I think that changed even again. Well, it, it was this, that. It was yeah. the top two floors of that building. Yeah. Cool view, you know, super fun people. I met like a lot of awesome people. And then we got bought by Mower. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, you know, they like, you know, hacked the company down to like basically the, the core things that they needed, which was they purchased, you know, I think they were in need of like a cool creative department. And I think they were in need of a cool interactive department. Yeah. And they just plugged us into to mower, which was a weird plug in. It was a very different like culture, you know, very like yeah, you right. know, suit and tie verse, um, fun. And I was wearing like shorts and like, you know, shirts that said like, Oh shit in French, you know, <laughs> can I wear that here? I don't know if I can. So that was, you know, that was kind of strange. And I was at mower for a little bit. Um, and that, you know, I grew tired of, of that. It was, it was wearing on me. So I ended up jumping over to this little shop called Mindshare that that dude was originally at. And I was at Mindshare for two years. And in those two years, um, Beacon Skiff came into the shop. Mm. And they were like, we're starting this brand called 1911. So we need a new Beacon Skiff logo. Mm. And we need some 1911 help with this hard cider that we're coming out with. And I was like, oh, man, design some hard cider labels? Like, yeah. all right. Um, so hmm. we worked, started working on that brand, and I designed the original packaging and kind of like look and feel of the Line T11, and um, got in that original stuff. You know, was very like old barn, felt like you know old 1911 style. The packaging I had designed was like a six pack that looked like a little wooden crate hmm. that you might find out like in the orchard full of That's you cool. know beers. And like I'm on like that stuff, I had fun. Like I put like all the stains where they needed to be, like hmm. the handle. The, you'd see like finger grip prints like where the handle would be because that's where they would be. That's pretty cool. Or if they, if you was in the orchard and it was a box and it was out there for a while, it'd be stained only on the bottom parts really yeah. and where those stains would go. So I paid attention to, to those types of things. Hmm. So I had fun with it. And then um, that place got a little too hectic for me. So I left mine share. And then I was like, I'm just going to, you know, I'd been through MRA and I'd been through mower and I'd been through Mindshare. And in that time, I also was like sitting on like all these different boards and, you know, interacting with public art. And I was, you know, ran the public arts task force for a, a little bit with mm -hmm. my buddy, uh, Michael G. So in all that, I got into like meeting a bunch of like people who were like these. At the, Dude, I get emotional about when I talk about stuff sometimes. At the time, there were all these like individuals who had these like sparks or moments that they could grab to help Syracuse like rise up. And it, was, it was really cool to be part. Be part. Mm. This is why I don't do interviews. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool to be part of that crew. I mean, that is, so you're talking five years ago? I mean, that was even longer, I think, at this point. Hmm. Was, it 2000, was it 2021 now? Yeah. It was like 11 years ago. Hmm. It was like 2010, 2011. Um, so during the time of at these shops, at like Mindshare and at Mower and Mark Russell Associates, I'd met like all these really dope people. Yeah. And at the time I, I was sitting on these, all these like cool boards and like I was running the public arts task force with my buddy, uh, Michael G. 
And if you don't know his work, you know, you check his stuff out on, on Instagram, Maker Maker One, Syracuse Maker One. Okay. Tower Maker One. Maker Tower One. Yeah. Oh, thanks. So I met all these really cool people and all these people were like pushing Syracuse and like they were like grabbing these like opportunities to help Syracuse like kind of like rise up to like have like cooler stuff. Like I had I had buddies moving away at the time and they were like then they were hitting me up and they were like, What the fuck is happening in Syracuse? All of a sudden hmm. there's all these cool things hmm. happening. And it's like, yeah, like you know, it's 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 becoming like a, a way cooler, like hip little city. And then all of a sudden like you know, I I had done like all these public art projects and in meeting all these people on these boards. I had talked to a lot of people about doing work for them before, but when I was at shops I you know, I kinda like I I kind of leaned on not doing freelance when I was at different shops because I was at those shops, you know. Yeah. Um, you sign contracts at those things. Everybody still does freelance work, but you know, you never want to like do too much or for like key people in town, right. you know. And in fact, at Mower, I tried doing that once, and it got snatched right away from me by Mower and got moved to a different designer. Oh, really? So that was kind of like, yeah, you know, a, it was like a super bummer, but also one of the reasons why I was like, I can't work here anymore. I was just talking to a buddy who's a chef about that. He yeah. left a restaurant and, and he was like, he's pissed because this menu that he created at the restaurant now is staying at the restaurant. And he's like, yeah. I, I don't want, the, like, what do I do? I'm thinking, and I'm like, dude, if you make the food while you're there, it's theirs. Yeah, no, it's theirs. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So like, I didn't really get into that too much. So, but in knowing that I met all these people and like, I went through Mark Russell Associates and I learned a bunch of stuff. I went through Mower and I saw like the opposite side of what I learned at Mark Russell. And then I went to Mindshare and I saw like a mix of everything. So I knew what I didn't want to do. And I knew what I did want to do, you know? And we, so I just was like, fuck, I'm just going to go freelance. I'm just going to, you know, pull the trigger. I'm going to start, stay mm-hmm. fresh. So, you know, I got the DBA and I got an LLC and I, I started to stay fresh, which is I'm coming up on seven years now. Mm-hmm. And so, in doing that, all these people were like, let's get down. Hmm. So I started doing logos for a bunch of different organizations and, and getting involved with like Syracuse first and center state CEO and, um, more public art projects. And just, you know, I started doing just more stuff for the city to, you know, make the city just help out in any way I could. Yeah. And in doing that, other people were like, wait, so you know, the kid at Funkin' Waffles who, you know, has like the funny drawings with like the swear words <laughs> is also doing like these like public logos for like, you know, center, like 40 below, like all that, you know, yeah. all those things, you know. And I was just trying to get my hands in anything creative or anything that I already knew how to do and websites and branding. It's like that was that was to me that was that wasn't that's not really like work. It's like easy to do. Yeah. And then the art, you know, that's just fun. That's just me having fun. Right. So I needed more people that wanted to like just kind of have fun yeah. and like make cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was when I, you know, a buddy of mine who I worked with at Mindshare as, oh, as a programmer, he he left Mindshare and he went um, freelance. So when he went freelance, he started working with me and we started doing websites and so we started building up like this big portfolio of work through that, you know, meeting again, just networking around town, meeting more and more people. And 
you know, we, we did the, you know, we help out Funkin' Waffles as much as we can. And, and that was like, they're like one of our, like, Adam's one of my friends, but yeah. also we became friends because he met me at, you know, the Funky Flea and he was like, I need all your stuff in Funkin' Waffles. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no problem. Take all my paintings and put them in Funkin' Waffles. Let's do it. <laughs> and then, you know, I helped him out with branding and, and, you know, and now Jessica does, you know, all the photography and we help out with his social media. So, you know, you know, we're still helping them out. And they're, you know, one of the original, we don't really call them clients. We kind of call them sponsors because they, they're mm-hmm. kind of like sponsoring us to have fun, That's you cool. know, basically. Yeah. And we get to like help them create their dreams, which yeah. is, which is always fun. Um, and we did stuff over at Modern Malt when Modern Malt launched, Yeah, which um, I met some people through that. And then we got into working with the, that crew and we did the stuff over at Original Grain when they launched. Um, and we got into a bunch of different stuff with them. And then, um, you know, Glaze confused. You know, I met Paul. I think it was just recently, like five years ago. He was like, "Hey, you know, I've seen some stuff around town. You know, you got some cool stuff. We should talk about you doing my logo." And um, I met with him over coffee, and we we chatted about what he wanted to do for a company. And I was like, "A donut shop in Syracuse? Yes, let's do it." Um, and I showed him all these different logos, and what he landed on the logo that had came about was not anything that I showed him, it was something that was off the side of my sketchboard. Hmm. Um, and he was like, wait, wait, what's that? What's this one? What's this character? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. Um, and I think the name I had next to it was like Dr. Donut Steen or something, you know, doc, you know, some kind of like funny doctor name. And he, at the time he had a monocle and, and, you know, he was a little bit monopoly man-ish and, um, but he had like the mustache and the donut and he was like, let's do something like this. Hmm. And that's when I was like, well, you know, we could create this whole like little like fucking confused world, yeah. like and create characters for everything. Yeah. And um, you know, we've I, I have this like art board and, and Illustrator with all these like I, I there's got to be I don't know there's got to be like 300 characters I've created mm-hmm. for you know just fun and I have like sets of eyes and sets of mustaches and sets of mouths and so it's easy to like he's like I need a new character. I have like these boards that I just go over and grab these sets of things that I can create characters pretty quick. Yeah. And that's, and that's just fun. You know, anything, yeah. anytime like a kid can go into a place and be like, <laughs> where am I right now? Like I need to eat everything in here. And there's like these crazy cartoon characters looking at me. You know, I love doing that type of stuff. That's um, awesome. Cause we're just big kids at the studio. Really? I mean, yeah. you've seen the studio. It's basically Pee Wee's Playhouse and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so how do you, was it challenging at all for you to ever make that connection from like the artistic fun, uh, like who you are world into that, like especially working at the agencies into that like business money deadline world? Um, well, you know, I don't, I don't do things quick and what you're, there's a whole Running Save Fresh is, is as a business. You're like running a full on business and there's multiple employees and we're getting into tons of stuff. So knowing that, I know that there's like I knew that there were certain elements that I needed. I can't do stay fresh alone. That's why I like we have a crew. Yeah. And not only do we have a crew, but we have like our family, you know, our stay fresh fam, I call them, but like we have other people in town that we get down with on projects because we can't do everything ourselves. Right. Like we you know, we just can't. Um but we know we know the freshest people in town and if they want to get down with us, we are always down to get down, you know? Um, so we try to pull in as much other people as we can into any project from, um, that we get going with. So when stay fresh started going, I realized I needed to 
you know, I need, I can't do websites and do the design and manage, stay fresh and, and be looking for clients. So I need somebody who can program and I want that to be, you know, a friend or, you know, somebody that also wants to build this cool little creative shop. And so my one buddy who started doing the programming with me, he wasn't feeling the whole freelance stuff, and he, you know, he wanted to get back into like a, a kind of like more like steady flow type thing. Yeah. And so he went over to Terakeet, and um, and it, you know, we're obviously still homies with no hard feelings or anything. Yeah. And um, so I at that time, I was doing like some design talks here and there. And at one of these design talks, this kid comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Yeah, you know," he's like, "I love everything you're doing. You know, you do some really cool stuff." He's like, "I just want to like." I just want to create something that, like, one of your characters, like, I just want to get down on something with you, like, online. Like, mm-hmm. I just got to do programming, blah, blah, blah. I want to create one, you know, we can, I can animate your types of illustrations on websites. And and so we became kind of like, me and this, this guy, Chris, became friends, and we started talking, and he had a bunch of mutual friends as me. He was friends with Adam over Fungal Waffles, and he knew, ran the same, all the same circles. So... The, I listen to a podcast. I don't listen to many podcasts, and but I listen to a bunch of podcasts in the, the Kevin Smith world because yeah. I was a huge fan of those guys coming up. And there's this one podcast called Tell Them Steve Dave, and it's two of the guys from Comic Book Men and one of the guys from Impractical Jokers. And I listened to that pretty heavy, and I was a fan, and I got into doing some fan art online, and it came about that they needed a website, and they're not, they're, they weren't anything big at the time. They were just like, like a podcast. They needed a website. And so I, you know, I wrote in. I think about it, and nothing ever came to to fruition of it. Um, and the website ended up happening. Hmm. When that when that website launched, a lot of this art started coming up. That was like, hey, you know, new website coming soon. And somebody online tweeted, "This looks like a lot of like like Tommy Lincoln's art," hmm. and it wasn't my art, <laughs> but it did look a lot like my art. But at the same time. You know, the designer who's creating art for a podcast or something for a podcast, they probably looked at everything that was out there and pulled from it for their thing, whatever. But that whole, that just like that tweet and that, that sparked a conversation with me and one of the guys on the podcast. Hmm. And he was like, Hey, this, you know, does look a lot like your fan art. How do you feel about that? And I was like, I don't, you know, I said the same thing to him. I said to you, I was like, but if you guys ever need any kind of help, you know, we're down to help, you know, let me know. It was a good conversation, and that was it. And then over the next ser- series of weeks, their website kept just crashing. Hmm. And it was just because it wasn't built great, and they yeah. have a huge fan base. Yeah. You know? So, and they realized that then, because they were like, oh man, our website's just crashing. Hmm. So I, I was offering help, and uh, to offer that help, you know, Chris, who did websites, I had hit him up. I said, hey man, I was like, I had this podcast, you know they have this website stuff. Like, can you get down on this? If we, if we went down there, like, and said, Hey, like, let's, let's like, let's redo your website. What do we need to do that? Um, can you want to get down on that? And he was like, yeah. So Chris and I drove to New Jersey. We drove to Jane and Bob's secret stash. <laughs> and we knew that they were recording, tell him Steve Dave on this day. And they were also recording comic book men at the time. And I had let Brian know we were coming down I, and I, and he said, all right. He's like, yeah, you know, shoot me a text when you get there and um, I'll pop out for a few minutes. Hmm. He came out and the first words out of my mouth were, 
So what the fuck do we need to do to like snake the worker away from these other guys? <laughs> and you know, he laughed and we had, and that with that few minutes turned into like 40 minutes hmm. to the point where like the guys on the, the show were like, right, like, you need to start, like we need to start recording. <laughs> um, but it was a good conversation and we ended up getting that work and you know, they became one of our like, you know, steady, you know, onboard yeah. clients. And uh, that introduced us into that world, which got us, you know, a, now we do work for like Kevin Smith and you know, Jay, awesome. we did the Jay and Silent Bob site and you know, we're getting into more stuff with them. We still do all the Tell Steve Dave stuff. We just launched a new shop for them and we're launching a new like side website for them. Hmm. So, you know, we, and then Brian from the Practical Jokers has a beer company in Staten Island and, hmm. you know, we help them out. Wow. And so that, it's, you know, just these like little things, you know, um, we just kind of went out there and like just grabbed them. We yeah. saw them. There was no, I mean, I mean, the only thing that's stopping you from doing something is you. Yeah. So we just went there and hmm. worst case scenario, what? They're like, we can't give you work. Yeah. I mean, you can't. It's still a fun trip to Jane and Bob's secret stash. Right. You can't bring up that story without talking about maybe your biggest client ever, which is uh, Good Buddy Coffee. Oh, yeah, Good Buddy Coffee. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? When when you were like, hey, can you do a couple labels for us? Uh, I had said, we had just brought out a new designer. Yeah. And, I said to her, I said to Danielle, I was like, Yo, how do you feel about designing some coffee labels? And she was like, oh, what? And she was like, yeah. And uh, so, you know, that was, that That's was awesome. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. It was great. We're, we're always down to do coffee labels. Yeah. Whenever. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I will say like, uh, for our marketing efforts, we are, I say it often to people and it's unfortunately true, but uh, we're like the, the jack of all trades, master of none. And what I'm learning is that, and we charge dick to do any of our shit for our customers. I mean, yeah. we, nothing, absolutely nothing. And uh, I think part of it is just, it's like, I figure, like, I don't know, it's probably valuing my own time um, and not knowing how to properly value my own time. Yeah. But we just charge so little these places. But I just, we put on this thing. So the story is we have a Facebook group for Eat Local New York. It's supposed to be a food group, people to post where they're going out to eat, right? Like trying to rival where Syracuse eats and build up this following. Sure. Da, 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 da. Turns out it's just the same 20 fucking restaurant owners that post the same spam every fucking day in there and think that they're going to, you know, profit from it. And they don't. It's just annoying. And uh, so finally I posted in there and I said, I'm going to restrict restaurant owners posting their own stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, But... It's like voting for yourself in the school election. Yeah. Yeah. I said, but I'm going to teach you how to properly do your social with a one hour free class. Yeah. Uh, and so a couple of them jumped on and I've met with like three of them this past week and I've got like another three meetings this week. And from the three that I talked to this past week, I've learned that a, they have no fucking clue what they're doing and B they have wasted in some cases, tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, bro, you don't got to tell me. I know what people charge in town. It is insane. I know. I know. In fucking Which makes insane. It, you know, it makes it hard. You know, it, 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 yeah, man. I know. I, I don't get it. You know, but you got, you got to look at it like whenever, whenever I talk to a new client that's been burned, I'm, I, you know, I tell them, like, I'm not your ex girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't break your heart. <laughs> I'm here to repair it. Yeah. You know, let's do something fun. Um, and you know, I don't know. I, yeah, 
I know. I don't even know what to say about <laughs> yeah. it. I know. And, I, and, and charging people, are, you know, money's hard. You know, I call, you know, it's like a, it's like a video game. There's different levels. And, you know, with Stay Fresh, it's hard too, you know, when we want to like up, when we want to raise our prices because we are putting more stuff into it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard. It's not, it's not hard to convince clients, but it, you know, you do have to explain yourself and yeah. make sure like everybody knows like it's, you know, and that's one of the things, you know, is one of our guiding principles at the shop is if the client is always on the same page as us, it's much easier to get things done. Yeah. You never want to just be like working in the shadows or you're, you're a team. They're hiring you to be some kind of team. And in most cases, our cases, we're helping these families build empires yeah. in their lives, empires, you know? Right. Um, yeah, so you know, make sure everybody's on the same team, and yeah. you know, if everybody's on the same team, and you, everybody understands what's going on, it's yeah. easier to have fun and get people excited about stuff. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, and you know, Syracuse is still—it's such a small place, and um, it's really a neighborhood. Yeah, it's not even a city. Yeah. People are like, "Oh, the city of Syracuse." I'm like, it's a neighborhood. Right. It's not really a city. It's like you know, it's just like you know. They say you're always development. like two degrees of separation between you and like anybody else, yeah. you know, and I've really come to learn that over the past couple of years. Um, it's like I meet somebody and oh, I, I like, oh, do you know this person? Yeah. I used to work with them at this job, you know? Oh yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Um, I forget where I was going with that. That's all right. So you know, and, and you know, people talk about people from Syracuse, you know, it was funny. We were talking about the shop yesterday. Nobody at Stay Fresh is from Syracuse except for me. Really? You know, Jessica came from Oklahoma. Chris came from Rochester. Danielle came from Rochester. And our friend Rachel, who also works out of Stay Fresh, is from Norwich. So it's, you know. How important is that for, like, the overall creative? It's not. I mean, well, you know, I like, you know, you know, I love just injecting any kind of creative into town. Yeah. And, you know, knowing, the, you know, knowing what these guys could do. And the fact that they were out of town, and I was like, "Well, come to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me show you a good time." Yeah, and um, they love it. You know? so, but Chris was already here. Chris went to school at SU, so he's kind of from Syracuse already. But so um, you're way more positive about this city than I am. Oh man, you got to be positive about I, it. I'm getting there, oh, okay. and I, I love Syracuse. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, we have to look at it this way before you say anything. You have to look at it this way. <laughs> you are in Syracuse, okay. You have this going on. You have the Eat Local New York going yeah. on, okay? which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You have multiple podcasts going on, mm-hmm. which are highlighting aspects of the cool of Syracuse. Yeah. So you're already involved in the cool yes. upbringing of Syracuse. So while like you understand that, yes, Syracuse is salty, right? <laughs> we have that salty spirit. You're already in yeah. the positive cloud. You're yeah, already sure. in there. Yeah. You're already in it. Yeah. You know, and when you're in it, it's very hard to realize that you're in it and step back and be like, oh shit, I'm in it. This is all right. I was thinking about that as you were talking earlier about kind of looking back on being a part of kind of that group that brought up. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for, I think, coming on six years now. Yeah. And to think about, like, as you were talking, I'm thinking to myself, like think of Salina Street and Oh My Darling opening up, opening yeah. up in the Fitz that used to be just two, like an old empty Pizza Hut or McDonald's or something, and an yeah. old Chinese, you know, that were just Dude, that Chinese food restaurant was wacky. Yeah. Okay, I went there a couple <laughs> times for food. It's got like a weird, like old Burger King basement that's yeah. like closed off that might be flooded. You don't know. There's something going on down there. 
That was wacky. Yeah. yeah. And look at it now. I mean, it right. looks like, you know, Lightning McQueen paved it recently. <laughs> Hopefully they get him to come back to, to fix that. But I mean, we have an independent, we have an independent mayor. Like yeah. there's cool stuff happening. Movies are filming here. Yeah. Like we're in it, baby. Yeah. For it's sure, happening. Man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it is pretty cool to think about the things that have changed looking back over the past five, six years. Um, That's really exciting. And I am so, so incredibly excited to see what happens in 2021 because just these first couple months to see uh, how much money is being spent on growth right now and like the food and beverage industry. Uh, I'm really excited to see about all the new stuff that's going to be popping out. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be awesome. And people are ready, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yes, they are. I mean, people, uh, we've done a few events with like clients and stuff and they sell out within a week. Yeah. Um, ticket sales to things that last, you know, last year or two years ago would have taken a lot longer to push and, and really get, you know, people to show up for it. Um, we used to do events for Eat Local, and it would seem like last minute we would sell out. Like the day of, tickets would sell, and now they're just selling so much faster. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting to see that kind of stuff happening, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens for the rest of the year. So, yeah, many, to- so many new restaurants are opening this year. It's insane. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if people realize it, but like Syracuse, I mean, you realize it, obviously, but Syracuse is like, food town like yeah. there's just so much food yeah it's awesome and people love it and people are like oh well i can't like open a restaurant and just survive on x like yeah you can yeah like funkin waffle sells waffles <laughs> and they're just rocking it you know um yeah and strong hearts you know they just rock that vegan i know it's amazing that's you know i was talking to them about that like i consider strong hearts to be a staple in syracuse yeah i mean 13 years in business they have this now new beautiful location they're crushing it crushing it um and talk about kind of like being in it and not really seeing it like talking to nick and joel yeah they wouldn't put themselves in that category no yeah um i spent last couple fridays ago i spent like an hour in their kitchen we were doing a video and the way that like the the organization and the smoothness of how their kitchen operates is rivals like fine dining. That's awesome. And that's just at strong hearts. Yeah. I know Joel, you know, he's a homie of mine and yeah, I, you know, I expect that, you know, I've seen them grow over time. Yeah. And, uh, I worked at a vegan restaurant way back in the day that was up on the hill where strong hearts is on the university. It used to be in that spot. It was called Sarah juice. And it was a very small little vegan joint. And like, it was only like, you know, some burritos and sandwiches and like salads and, stuff and milkshakes and stuff. But, um, just, you know, and at the time I was, I was vegan then. So it was easy because I was working at a vegan restaurant, yeah. but there was no really other spots in Syracuse. Right. You know? Now there's a bunch of spots in Syracuse, and, but mm-hmm. Strong Hearts leads, you know, leads the pack. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could, they could just keep, they could open up spots all over if they wanted to. You yeah. Know? It's awesome. Yeah, man. So tell me something positive that's happened uh, in the past year for you. And Dude, we're the busiest we've ever been. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, I know it, people are struggling, and I and that's it, it sucks. Um, but we've been just nonstop to the point where, like, I, you know, I had to bring on another designer. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. I'm going to probably have to bring on another programmer. Wow. I need a project manager, hmm. you know? So, like, it's just, you know, it's really cool to see, you know? We had a show 
in October, there was this time frame where they were like, art galleries can reopen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's do a show. Mm-hmm. And so we had my homie from California come out, and he did a show here with a, a local guy named Tom Ward. And we only could have 25 people within the gallery space at a time. And that was that wasn't really too hard to control because people would stay in there and then if anybody was waiting to get in, they could wait kind of like in like the stay fresh, like kind of office area. But like 80 something people showed up. Holy cow. So there were people outside. <laughs> there were people hanging out in this little like vestibule area to wait. And then there were people in the gallery. And as those people left, people would swap in and out. Wow. And that was like awesome to see. Mm. And since then people have hit us up like, when's the next show? Are you guys yeah. going to do another show? <laughs> Um, can I do a show? Like, you know, so it, you know, it got a lot of interest and, um, and it got interest in the crowds that like I was hoping to get interest in. Yeah. Um, so we're really stoked on that. And I think this fall we're going to, you know, we're going to have some stuff pop off in there. That's going to be really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think one thing that, um, well, one thing that you mentioned earlier with like 1911, and one yeah. thing that I think a lot of people, a lot of especially small business owners that are listening to this need to consider, and that is that it's not just about having like a one-time logo made or whatever <laughs> designed, but that it's considering your entire brand and like the future of that. Yeah. It's, you know, people look at brands as like ent- entities, mm-hmm. regardless if, if people think that, or like the company thinks that or not. Yeah. That's how people are looking at it, especially these days. Yeah. And the, considering how that logo that you have done or like sign that you have done for your business mm-hmm. plays out across right. all the places that you need to play out, as much as business owners like want to think that they know what they're doing, they most of the time they're thinking about themselves and what they would do. Yeah, They're not thinking about what, what other people would do or how other people are perceiving them. Right. Um, and that's what they need to be thinking about. And that's when you know, someone like stay fresh or one of the other shops in town comes into play and mm-hmm. says, let us help you out. We'll help you navigate those waters. we got this cool boat. Jump on in. Yeah. Um, so restaurant owners need to think about that. And the thing about logos and social media and all that stuff, if you want a cool logo done, or if you want a cool brand done, there are so many fucking people in town that will do it for you. And not expensive motherfuckers either, you know, which sucks for people like me who, you know, but there, you know, there are people that are trying to, you know, like I was back in the day that are like, just what do you have? Mm -hmm. Give it to me and I'll make it cool. I promise you. There are people out there like that and they're ready to do it at any moment in time. They're like, I'll do it right now. And all you got to do is hook up with those people. And they're on social media. They're on, you know, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter, they're on TikTok. They're on everything now. Yeah. You can find people. All you got to do is type of Syracuse graphic design. Mm-hmm. You're going to find somebody. You <laughs> might find a college kid. You might find somebody like me. You might find somebody like Moore. You know, there's different levels yeah. of what you want. There's, you know, if you really want to pay a ton of money, you know, you go to an agency. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to pay a ton of money, you find like a smaller shop. If you really don't want to pay a lot of money, you find somebody who's out of school who's looking to build up a portfolio. Yeah. And that's, you know, and restaurants, Anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. And the only the only thing that's going to happen is like cool like cool work for that client. Yeah. You know? And it pays off for the people involved in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's um I I I often wonder there was a restaurant who 
I've always wondered, like, you see restaurants, especially nowadays, I, I notice it more. Like, when we first started doing social media, because Eat Local started as Keystone Media, and we okay. just ran social media for some people. And um, we did such a terrible fucking job with it back then. I mean, it was it was awful. <laughs> and But at the time, in Syracuse, there were still, pe- like, the majority of restaurants were posting their Facebook post, and it was just text. Yeah. Like, they weren't even taking shitty pictures of their stuff. No. And um, and so when we came in, we were just doing using our phone for, like, a year, year and a half. Uh, actually, I hate to say that. It's probably, it was probably longer than that before we actually got a camera and kind of figured out how to take a picture. Um, but, I mean, we were just doing it back then, and, th- I mean, we were charging, even then, we still charge too little, but even then we were charging next to nothing to do this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was just amazing to see kind of the, the trash that was out there. And I've always wondered with a restaurant that opens and closes, what could have been if they had a graphic, if they, if they had like brand graphics that were on point, yeah. if they followed the, like the brand rules that you're supposed to, if they yeah. had great videography and like if they ticked all the boxes, would they have stayed open? Yeah. Um, there was a restaurant. Probably. Yeah, right. They probably probably would have, yeah, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, there's trash. There's just trash out there. Yeah. It's trash. I know. And that's all right. We pick yeah. it up, put it in our bucket. Yeah. <laughs> see what's up. You know, but, you know, even like the stuff that, you know, I was, when I was teaching, I was always <laughs> telling my students, like, even the stuff that sucks, look at it. Yeah. Why does it suck? Do you know why, do you know why it sucks? Right. Tell me why it sucks. Why does this piece of work suck? Mm-hmm. You know? And, you got to understand why stuff sucks if you're going to make it better. Yeah. You know? So it's okay that there's trash out there. Yeah. You got to learn from that trash. All right. I'll pick through that stuff. I'll dumpster <laughs> dive all day. Let's do a lightning round with Tommy Lincoln. What? I don't know what that is, but yeah. We're going to ask you uh, three questions. Okay. You answer them first thing that pops in your head. Let's do it. Favorite, uh, or are you still vegan? No. Okay. Dude, okay. So I, like when I said I was vegan, that was like... I was engaged a long time ago to somebody that's not my wife now. Yeah. And her sister was married to a guy who was in a band called Earth Crisis. And they were very vegan, straight edge, yeah. hardcore. And I was in the hardcore scene. Is that who Joel? I'm pretty sure that's the band. So that's when I met Joel. Yeah. Back okay. in the day. Yeah. Yep. So Joel, um, that's when I met Joel back in the day. And um, so I came up through that hardcore scene, the hardcore punk. Yeah, I was never straight edge. Yeah, I was vegan for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and that was mainly because fucking the girl I was dating was vegan. Yeah, you know, right. of course I was going to be vegan. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be. You know, I have no choice in the matter to be vegan. Um, so, <laughs> but then when my mom died, I, like after the wake, we were all at uh, the, after the calling hours. That's the same thing as the wake, I think. So, after yeah. the calling hours, um, my entire family, which is very large went to Chili's and I was like, give me a fucking bacon cheeseburger <laughs> now. And then I threw up all oh night long. God. I got so sick, but it was worth it, man. Oh, it was worth it. And when I was vegan, I would like wake up in the middle of the night, just like in the sweats, like, oh, I need chicken wings. I need chocolate milk right now. I need fucking Ness quick, you know? Um, but I understand the whole vegan thing. But okay, yeah. so I'm not vegan anymore. Back to lightning. <laughs> All right, round. cool. Lightning round. Uh, favorite burger in Syracuse? You know, at, at one time it was Zeb's. Mm. I always forget about Zeb's. I haven't been to Zeb's in, in in a little bit, so I don't know how their burgers are these days. 
I don't know if it counts because it's it's a semi of a chain, but dude, I'll like I'll murder five guys burgers all day long. Empire used to have a really great burger, but I think if I'm ordering a burger, yeah, I, I don't know. I probably end up going to Five Guys, which is kind of sad. Why hasn't there been a local version of that? I don't know why anybody hasn't done that yet. I don't know. And I mean, they're just ripping off fucking In-N-Out, kind yeah. of, you know? In-N-Out is the best burger that's ever existed. Bro, all day. Yeah, without a doubt. Animal style and everything. Why hasn't anybody created that fucking thing? I will say, actually, I got to talk to you about uh, They probably, I mean, that organization that owns In-N-Out, they probably have this like team of lawyers yeah. that are just like, watching the internet and they're like oh you're too much like us we're gonna sue you you know like cease and desist that's why i still have a bottle of cuse juice over there because oh, uh, yeah cuse juice yeah man bummer for that uh, i know fucking sucks. fucking syracuse <laughs> uh all right favorite slice of pizza oh um you know nick's tomato pie great choice yep yeah especially late at night yep yeah man um you know, I was gonna. I was thinking uh, favorite taco, but instead, let's just say favorite restaurant to hang out in. Restaurant. We're talking restaurant. It could like a coffee shop, cafe could also be included. Well, I will say that Alto Cinco. I I yeah. love hanging out Alto Cinco. Yeah. And they, you know, if I'm going to get tacos that are going to be like satisfying enough yeah. that I can find in Syracuse, mm-hmm. it's going to be Alto Cinco all day for sure. Um. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say Alto Cinco. Are they open for dining yet? I don't know. Oh, man, they're fucking amazing. Bro, okay. I'm going to (laughs) retract. I'm going to retract my last statement. I'm sorry, Alto Cinco. (laughs) I still love you. The fucking fish fryer. I totally forgot. Yeah. Because everything's been shut down. I know. If you were looking for me, like, on a Friday Mm -hmm. or, like, a Thursday, you're going to find me at the fish fryer. Yeah. Mowing down and drinking beer with Chris, who's yeah. well, another one of my best buddies and, and programmer, and or Jessica, she, you know. But I, you know, you will find us there because that fucking place, dude, yeah. those dudes do it right, bro. Yeah. From just like experience in the little joint, just to, uh, their online presence. That yeah. you know, Derek's a great photographer. Yeah, it's just Geo's just awesome. Everything's every, everything's awesome about it. Yeah, it's awesome. My favorite, I would say, it would be it would combine fish fryer, but I think like uh, a place to hang out for me would be getting takeout at the fish fryer and this going over to Wolf's. Oh yeah, yeah man. You know, I've only been in Wolf's once. Yeah, I feel bad about that. Yeah, but also they, when they came into play, like I was I was like, coming into like Dad Dadville. Yeah, so it was it was kind of a different. Wolf's is one of the maybe three or four places I can say I can walk into in Syracuse and not feel like I'm in Syracuse. Yeah. It feels like it's a bigger city place. People say that about Stay Fresh when they walk into our office. Yeah. Like Joel came in. Joel hadn't been in the new Stay Fresh. And he came in. We did this thing together with the rescue mission where we auctioned off some paintings that I had done for Strong Hearts back in the day. And um, people bought raffle tickets and somebody could win. All the money went to the rescue mission. So Joel walked in and he seriously just, he just stopped and he just like, he just he was just in awe for like you know a few hmm. minutes. It was like he's like, "There's, I don't feel like I'm in Syracuse right now." He's like, "What did I just step into?" And I was like, "Oh, that's nice to that's you know that's nice to hear." Yeah, you know, um, we were just talking yeah. about that on their episode with Roji. You know, back in the day, man, Roji was fucking something else. I mean, you walked in there and it was like, yeah, Roji was awesome. It, if I was taking a girl out, yeah, 
Rosie was on yes. the list of places where I was like, oh, I'm going to be smooth. I'm yeah. going to take you to... Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Rosie's, you know, you like, do you like tea? Let me yeah. take you to this tea joint. <laughs> it um, just felt like it was, it wasn't, I won't say it was pretentious because it never came across that way, but, you know, you had some kid that like went to fucking West Genesee that was coming over to like take your order, but like yeah. kneeling on the floor, you know, and yeah. shit like that. But if that had happened anywhere else outside of Rosie, I would have been like, what the fuck is this? At Rosie, I was like, oh, it's like, who are you? I respect you so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I loved that place. You know, do like what when I was in, uh, going back to Austin. You know that Jester King Brewery that my you know my cousin works at and her boyfriend works at. They that place when when I first went there the first time I went down to Austin my my buddy Graham took me there and I thought they were taking me somewhere to kill me like <laughs> we were going out to the outskirts and like we pull up onto this like farm that is just like. There's a, there was a, there was a, it basically looked like a party was going on. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my fucking God, this place is amazing. And like the, the outdoor vibe to where you can get the beers and just the overall experience of it all was just, it was awesome. And like, I don't know, I might be partial <laughs> because they're one of my clients, but Beacon Skiff, bro. Yeah. Like in the last like, I don't know. I've been working on their stuff now for seven years and that's just stay fresh when I, you know, I was working on their stuff at Mindshare before that. So, you know, I've watched them grow from this little apple orchard with these little, like the little general store and little apple barn to like the fucking, they were going to have Primus last year, you know, like what? Like it's just, and going there on like a summer night yeah. and hanging outside and that view, like, yeah. That's a part, that's one of the few in in our area. I feel like that uh, is just in a league of their own. Man, they, they have figured it out. It's bonkers, bro. Yeah. I get like, I mean, I got emotional earlier. I get emotional with them. Just like every time I go in, like you know, I meet with Marianne Brennan, one of the owners, like all the time, and like going into her office and like seeing the wall of stuff that like we've created. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. dude, it's, it's, I've been going there since I was like two. How you know? big was their uh, CBD thing that they're doing with the the cans? Oh, that I mean, that's huge. That's, yeah, you know, that's huge. And like, like I said, we're we're constantly designing stuff, so like we're in it. So like, we don't realize how hu- like how impactful stuff is until like it's out there, and yeah. then it's like being impactful. Yeah, you know. And that CBD launch, the sparkling water, like I think it was like the first in the state. Yeah, and. It's, I don't know, have you had it? I haven't had it. I took pictures for Paul for it, but I haven't tried it yet. Bro. I love seltzer water, sparkling water, however you want to call it. I love it. And they have got the best bubbles in the game. Really? Oh, bro, wait till you drink it. It's going to be like this little blanket of bubbles in your mouth. You're going to be like, ooh, Tommy Lincoln was right. Look at those bubbles. It, it's so tasty. The bubbles are great. The packaging is great. I mean, I think the packaging is pretty great. <laughs> um, but I, I love it. it. You know, and yeah, yeah, the CBD game up there, like, it's a funny thing. Like, Chris, uh, my programmer, and Jessica and I will go out to the hemp field and just, like, walk through it, like, you know, mm-hmm. as, as it's growing and, like, be taking pictures and stuff. But when we're out there, we're like, you know, we, we just, we, we laugh. Yeah. We're like, where the... How did we, you know, just, you know, we, you know, we get to do work on such cool shit and yeah. like we're in the middle of a hemp field right now, you know, it's just, it's just awesome. Um, but yeah. yeah, like, um, 
yeah, branding that stuff is, you know, I would love, you know, 1911 and Beacon Skiff, they have the whole CBD stuff. Yeah. And, you know, at some point, that you know, all that will be legal. So yeah, I would love to, you know, be able to brand some of that stuff. I know... I know our other clients over at Jane Silent Bob, they have their own brand of weed out in California yeah. um, that they do. And, you know, I hope one day that I can get down on some of that branding, you know, yeah. or something, any of that stuff, you know. I also love, you know, the the hard cider stuff. Getting into that the alcohol game, super fun. Um, all that stuff that we do for 1911. Yeah, man. They let us have, like, I mean, they let us have fun. Yeah. They're letting cool. us have fun, you know. And it's really just, like, it's just us like doing, you know, our stuff, but it's, you know, they just like, you know, what could like, this is what we're coming out with. What can you come up with for, you know, how can we brand this? That's and great. It's, I don't know. It's fun thinking about what, you know, people want to just grab off the shelf. Like it needs to look different than anything else that's on the shelf. Yeah. Putting those things into it and Jessica's photography and, um, even the web experience is really great. Hmm. You know? Yeah. We love it. That stuff's great. I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more. I want the hard cider game is super fun, but like I want to find a brewery that's like a small little brewery that's looking to come up yeah. or something that like needs help in like how do I navigate these waters? How can we like how can we jump up a level? You know how do we defeat Donkey Kong? Yeah, this, right. this, you yeah. know, um, I would love to find somebody like that because you know we know that game. You know, and you know it's interesting the the time that we've we've since from when I've started to stay fresh to now and my time at other agencies, the stuff I've worked on and gotten involved with, and we have, a, you know, we, I don't, I don't like to think that we're like a, a company that doesn't like niche stuff, but you know, we got restaurants and like, you know, food branding unlock, you know, alcohol branding, you know, we know that game, you know, we know the website stuff, you know? So I think, you know, that's a lot of our, you know, that's what we're doing. Like a lot of that food stuff. And yeah. I guess we love food. Yeah. I like eating. I guess that's probably <laughs> our, part of our problem. Yeah. Um, well, Tommy, thank you so much for coming down. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, tell people where they can find you guys, how they can get in contact if they want to up their game. and. Um, you know, they can find us at anything Stay Fresh, Stay Fresh yeah. Design. Stayfresh.design is our website. Dot .design is like a dot .com now. Mm-hmm. For the, those people that um, don't know that. Yeah. Um, and then stayfresh.design on social media. Anything Tommy Lincoln, anything Jessica Montgomery. Cool. You'll find, you'll find cool yeah. stuff. And we are customers and fans. So Thanks, man. Well, there you have it, guys. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Eat Local New York Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to leave us a review and let us know what you thought of this week's episode. We'll catch you right back here next week at the Eat Local New York Podcast.